Big Mark Podcast. I'm your host, Big Mark. If it's your first time listening, welcome. If it's not, welcome back. Like I always say, if you ever wanted to reach out to the podcast, hit us up on our DMs at the Big Mark Pod at the Big Mark Podcast. If you ever wanted to let us know for a topic or let us know what you think, whatever you like, hit us up in our comments under our videos on YouTube. If you're watching, make sure to subscribe and like the videos and all that good stuff. Check out our Patreon and share with your friends. Again, I always appreciate everyone's everyone who takes their time to uh to spend it with us and uh i really appreciate each and every one of you so thank you thank you so much for being here i'm really excited to do tonight's episode because it was a little bit of a spur of the moment choice because it was such a topic so right now it's uh november 21st 2023 uh in um in lovely hamilton ontario where where we are recording right now but uh, actually, probably as we speak, uh, the the band Alt-J is finishing a show at History in Toronto, a second night. They played last night, too. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about the band Alt-J. And uh, they had two shows at History in, in Toronto. My buddy Nick was there. My buddy Moe there, is there tonight. And it is... I might chalk it up there with one of the bigger regrets of shows that I didn't go to. Um, again, I'm here with you lovely folks tonight, so I, I wouldn't wouldn't want to be anywhere else in the world. And I uh, had uh, band practice last night, which wasn't necessarily pre-planned. I still probably could have got the ticket and got out of it, but we have a big show coming up. My band, Reckless Harbor. Check out Reckless Harbor, everybody. If you guys like indie folk, um, we're, we're your folk. Uh, and... We're getting ready for a show at the Dakota Tavern in Toronto, November 25th. If you guys are listening to this, this is going to be out uh, November 22nd. So if you are listening, if you catch the podcast before then, and if you're in Toronto, Ontario in uh, on, on the 25th, between 8 and 10, come on down to the Dakota Tavern and folk out with the boys from Reckless Harbor. Um, but again, definitely up there with one of my bigger regrets for shows that I missed because... Not only from the glaring, glaring reviews from from Nicholas Piccolis, but just my my love for this band is is interesting because I really love their debut album, but I also just love them as musicians. They're such like talented, seemingly like like genius level in, in my opinion. Just phenomenal, phenomenal band. Um, and again, like I mentioned, Alt J is isn't actually their name their their true name is the triangle symbol like the delta symbol um which also means change which i think is so fucking cool and it's cool to be like a band that's actually a symbol but alt j is actually like if you're on a mac and you hit the key alt and j you get the delta symbol and again used in mathematics and science to indicate change and so again it's actually stylized as alt j which is really interesting i thought it was super cool um but they're they're originally from england they were found in 2007 in leeds joe Newman, uh lead vocals and guitar uh tom sunny green drums 
and Gus Unger Hamilton on keys and vocals. And Tom Tom Sunny Green, which I guess he likes to adopt the middle name because he'd be just he'd he'd be Tom Green, which is fine. God bless Tom Green, famous Canadian comedian. Um but he he is super interesting. I mean, like any any great truly any great band, any band worth their salt anyway, have has a great drummer. And and Alt J with with Tom Green is no no fucking exception. Um like I mentioned, the two shows in, in Toronto um at history were actually to mark the tenth anniversary of an awesome wave, which is their first album, which I mentioned, which is which is my favorite album. They they've released subsequent songs and albums, and I and I like the, I like their stuff, but I really really felt fell in love um, with with this album, and I wish I had my fucking eyes and ears open more. I don't know. I just wish I I I made it to that show because. There's some other shows that I haven't made it to, and you know, I I didn't see Rush before Neil Peart died, and I always regret that. Um, that's that's the biggest one I can think of right now. Anyway, I'm happy I got to see the Tragically Hip. I'm happy that I got to see uh, Pink, Flo- well, Roger Waters and David Gilmore. I'm happy I got to see most of the members of Yes before, especially before Chris Squire died. So again, you know, I guess I'll, I'll take the good with the bad there. Um, I think I did miss a Pearl Jam show in London when I was living there, which was an interesting move. But I got to see them in Detroit not not long after. So you win some, you lose some. Sometimes you miss out on shows. And what are you going to do? Um, but again, an awesome wave it has always been a really special album to me for, for many different reasons. Uh, one, because when I was, so it came out in 2012, I think end of 2012. I mean, if it's the 10th anniversary, it's 2023. So you tell me, Alt-J. Anyway, um, when it came out, I was still in, in university. And when I was when I was in school, I you know, when I was studying, I wasn't really like a, a, a silent study kind of guy. I didn't want, I didn't want to have... Um, no noise, complete silence, but I needed something going in my head to kind of keep things go, to kind of keep me distracted. And I, I did this like little, little study session with, with this guy who, uh, was working at McMaster to like help with like some study strategies and stuff. And kind of one of the things he said is that if you, if you do want to listen to music, I think he, I think he actually said silence is better, is best, I should say. But um, if you do want to listen to music, don't listen to music with like a lot of lyrics that are going to kind of take you, take your mind away from the study. And I do find that that rings true, especially like I can't really listen to any hip hop when I study. Like I'm, I just get so I'm so trained to listen to the to the lyrics that I I'm really not going to focus on what I'm reading or or trying to study. Classical is obviously great. No lyrics there. That's that's so that's always great to listen to. I used to listen to a lot of that. But what I also started listening to as as the years went on, I started listening to just whole albums. And I would listen to them so many times that I would just get so used to the content that I wouldn't think about them so much. And I'd listen to them going to and from the library on my bike, like just ripping and gripping and, and just taking it in. And it was like these, these albums basically became 
a part of those the, like those memories when I look back and, and think about those times and think about those moments where I was studying or those moments where where I again you know moving around London and and because again I took my bike everywhere so I, I'm throwing headphones in I'm fucking rocking and rolling working out doing all this stuff I mean working out is different I always had a playlist for that of course but again, so when I listen back to all these albums, they they're they take me right back to those that place, and it's like mildly dissociative, maybe sometimes. But um, again, it just like triggers all those memories, and it's so special. And you know, I've talked about it before on the podcast and stuff, and it's like these, there's some times where I feel. Being a musician, being an artist, whatever your, your endeavor is, if it's a creative one, or in whatever, even in work, I'm sure I'm sure people experience the same idea too. But like, where you kind of start to question yourself, where you go, what, why am I in this? And you know, it's not just for money, it's not just for what fame, whatever it is, whatever drives you. But at least where I'm in a musician, why I'm a musician, why I want to be. is I want to be able to provide that base for people. I want to pr- provide that memory for people. I also want to be able to be a safe, like, you know, take people out of their their thoughts. You know, if they're, if they're having a rough day, they can throw on some of my music and, and listen to it and be like, wow, that's something special. That would be amazing. But again, if I can somehow be a part of that, those, those memories for somebody... And whether it's at a show or it'd be great if it beca- if it was on a soundtrack or something like that too, but it's it's the soundtrack soundtrack for movies and television is one thing, but you want to be you know as corny as it sounds, the soundtrack to someone's life, and and I believe that that's what happens, right? And it's it's sad that the album, the idea of the album, has kind of you know slowly passed, and. You know, still in 2012, 2013, up in the, those days, there were still, you know, people were still still clinging to, like, releasing albums. But now it's it's all about streaming and it's all about getting on playlists. And, you know, albums are great and they still come out, but they're not always conceived, not always conceived as these, as these start to finish pieces of art, like, that were so complete, so complete in so many ways. And I've talked about it on on another episode where I just talk about vinyl and, and how much that means. And that's how much I can talk about it, but go check that episode out if you haven't seen it. But this whole idea that the physical record itself was limiting. It could only, you could only put so much music on that. So you knew whatever you were going to write, it had to fit in those 48 minutes, 24 minutes aside. And when you're writing that, and you're thinking about that, you're trying to cram everything into that moment, or you're picking certain songs to go in certain certain um, order, so you're invoking certain emotions and things like that, and then on top of that, you have this the, the packaging of the record, this whole opportunity to put all this artwork and liner notes and, and information and all types of different things out, out, out there for, for people to say, hey, like, or at least a way that you can kind of like get the entire 
picture, if you will. But like it, the artist can portray a little bit more of their whole idea through the physical copy of the album. They can get more of their idea across where with streaming, that's all it is. It's just streaming. And you're not really going to... You're not really going to get that feel, even with album artwork. And and yeah, sometimes they're you're able to blow it up basically the size of your little your little phone screen, and you can get a little bit more across, and maybe some video content in there and things like that. But you know, the days the days are are gone right now, at least for the album. Hopefully, they'll come back. As much as there's been this big boon for vinyl, again, just the way people get their their artwork out, you have to just choose one way or the other. Right. So you can get away with just putting one song at a time, two songs here and there and not worrying about an album. But again, so beautiful. It's so amazing. Um, that Alt-J put this album out as their first album. It's definitely up there with one of the great debut albums. Um, you know, up there with Pearl James 10, up there with um Stevie Wonder's first album. What's the uh, uh, Dire Straits? Dire Straits, tremendous. There's so many. Led Zeppelin one. It's definitely up there with one of the greats. It kind of was. And speaking of of um, of Dire Straits, Dire Straits, it was kind of this when an awesome wave came out. Kind of was this paradigm shift. I mean, you had a lot of like indie rock and indie pop kind of things happening in in the in the late 2000s, but when an awesome wave came out, it just kind of blew everyone away. And I think there was probably an underground movement of that, like mildly acid, acid, jazzy inspired pop, indie rock fusion, whatever you want to call all J, but it just came out and it was just so amazing. I was just so, I was so struck by it. Again, the, the album cover is amazing. It's like the, the Ganges River Delta that, that that's on there. This has beautiful coloring and just gets you. And my favorite like song, two songs really that are kind of transitional. They do these like interlude songs, if you will. And actually on the, in, in the track listing on the album, they're just symbols, but the symbols also mean something. And one of them is the ripen, the ripen ruin, and it has this beautiful kind of acapella, two two guys singing, and they're like switching the harmonies up and down, switching the parts up and down. That like moves into tessellate, which is like one of my favorite songs potentially of all time, and it's this beautiful song that that Alj does. That is this interesting kind of complete encapsulation of who they are. It's almost like an introduction of hey, this is us as a band. Because one of the lyrics is, triangles are my favorite shape. Three points where two lines meet, toe-to-toe, back-to-back, let's go. My love, it's getting late. Anyway, but it's a, it's beautiful. Three lines, three points where two lines meet. Two lines meet at three points. Interesting idea of the, of the triangle. Breaking it down. But again, beautiful song, cool lyrics, really cool beat, really cool vibe like it's like one of those songs where you fucking blast it and it's really cool song to listen to on vinyl and i did once on acid and it was really interesting wasn't exactly what i thought it was i didn't i didn't know what to expect really um but just a a, a really 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 great experience and you know 
Um, you never know what to expect. I mean, one time I, I took acid and listened to Jimi Hendrix. Our, uh, I think it was Are You Experienced? Or, uh, yeah, I think it's Are You Experienced? And it was a little bit scary at some points. Hey, how do you, what do you know? But, again, I wish I went to the show. I hope I get to see them again. Maybe their 15th or 20th anniversary um, of an awesome wave. But, again, just an album that, that really stuck with me. And it wasn't just because it was a study album. Um, but one of those albums where, you know, when I first kind of started getting into vinyl too, it was kind of one of those, those albums where I was like, I need to get this on vinyl just because the sounds in it are beautiful. It was a lot like I wanted to get the reason why I bought Astro Weeks, um, Van Morrison's first, first album. I bought that because of the sounds and, and the beautiful and the beautiful production of, of that album. And I wanted to hear it in, in, in vinyl just because you get that fidelity, you get that beautiful audio. It's uh it's just a great modern album that you can get on vinyl and get away with that. Again, it really depends on the artist sometimes because a lot of modern modern music production sometimes you're not necessarily mastering it or mixing mixing the album for vinyl. You're you know, it, it works, don't get me wrong, it sounds great still because of just the fact that it's analog but you know in a bands potentially that like reckless harbor that are more canadiana um indie folk kind of thing you can you can potentially mix and, and, and prepare the album with that in mind and it'll still sound fine on other platforms but you know eventually you're going to put it down on vinyl so that's a really interesting approach with with music these days and the how how music is driven by the way people listen to it right because obviously if you're if you're a musician you want to get your music out to people you want people to hear your your music you're gonna you're gonna want to have to you're you're gonna want to have to oh my god what the fuck am i saying you're gonna want that music to get out there somehow and if they're gonna however people are listening to that you have to be cognizant and aware of that and have your you have your fucking ear to the ground to know that that shit's fucking going down right you know as people were moving from vinyl to tape to cd you didn't want to get caught just thinking oh all we can do is 48 minutes when all of a sudden we're doing cds now where you can do fucking an, way over an hour of music on on a cd I think in the early days it was still fairly limited, but you know, then then all of a sudden streaming comes and you can just do whatever you want, really, right? So you don't want to be limited with certain technologies. But like I've said a million times before, I think in in many ways that actually drives a lot of creativity is actually those constraints sometimes, and and you, it allows you to work within within parameters and test those boundaries and find those boundaries and go completely to the extremes if you need to, right? You know. If you want to play in the middle of the road, you got to know where the edges are. But again, an awesome wave, Alt J, every everything they've done, new albums, older albums, just a brilliant band doing brilliant things. They're they're young. Um, I, I I wish them all the luck. I hope they continue to 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 play as long as possible because I want to get to see you guys. So maybe it'll be in a cool place, you know, man. Ah, fuck, I gotta. I got to start doing some shit like that in my life, like 
planning a trip somewhere, but but have the have the nugget, you know, the grain of sand at the at in the at the center of the pearl be, you know, a concert and then the pearl is the is the rest of the vacation around said destination. Hmm. Maybe I'm on to something there. Anyway, I think I'll leave it there. Thank y'all for listening. I love y'all. Go listen to fucking Alt J. They're the shit. Check out the Patreon. Like, subscribe, follow along, tell your friends. Get out there and tessellate. Peace.